All right. Flush the bombers, get the subs in launch mode. We are at DEFCON 1. DEFCON 1. Cincinnati, Ohio. One more hour and I'll be home. Close my eyes and rest my bones. Can't be more than a mile or so from Cincinnati, Ohio. Cincinnati, Ohio. I, I felt like Stephen Hawking getting a lap dance. Like, just, just so hopeless. Welcome to the Hunt for Reds October podcast, episode 29. I'm your host, Coop, and tonight we've got some people here to talk Reds baseball and, and some other things. Uh, let's start out with Woo. Woo, how are you today? Doing great. Thanks for having me back. Uh, I would like to uh, let the dozens of people who listen to this, I just want to have a, a PSA for them. Uh, if you happen to watch any any baseball in uh, MLB TV, that uh, I highly recommend checking out the Audio Park feature. Uh, it basically, uh, like Fox Sports Ohio, it just cuts out the announcers, and it's just all, all the stadium mics. It's a great thing. Uh, it's how I watch all my games now. It's kind of I, I I can say that it's kind of like listening to this podcast without having to listen to Phil. So just to give you some parallels. So, wow. That's all. That, that's- that's good, yeah, and yeah. Uh, and there's no fill tonight, so even better. Uh, yeah. Polly, Polly, how are you doing tonight? Here's the thing. Hey, here's the thing, Coop. I'm doing great, living a dream, man. Drinking a beer. Is. There it is. I have a new mission, by the way, Reds fans. Oh, let's hear it. I will get Chris Welsh to be on this podcast by the end of the season. That's my new goal. That depends on how the rest of this episode goes. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Burmy, Burmy, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing well, Coop. Thanks for having me back on. Uh, uh, I want to give I want to give a shout out to Ram at Unc Ram, even though he bailed on us for a fucking movie night. Hope it's worth it. Yeah, that's that's not cool. He was the first uh, celebrity guest that we had, and he hasn't been on since, so he's abandoned us. Uh, we got Ryan. Ryan, how are you doing? But let me tell you something. I got some honey roasted barbecue sauce from Chick-fil-A on my shirt, and I am so excited to suck that shit out of this cotton. Okay. Whoa. All right. Uh, <laughs> erotic scene. Erotic scene. Exactly. We also have Mr. Obscure, former Red, Ken. Ken, how you doing? What's up, guys? All right. So, before we get started... I need to go on. I thought that was Ram. I really thought that was Ram before. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Polly doesn't know who Ram is. That's basically what you just said. Ram's going to... Yep. Yep. He's going to murder me. No, this will be a test to see if Ram actually listens. Before we get started... We all know he doesn't. It's okay. I know. Before we get started, I think I need to go on a little soliloquy here. As many of you know, I tweeted out this afternoon that... I have, in fact, learned Marty Brenneman's burner account on Twitter. And over the course of this afternoon and this evening, I've received uh, lots of lots of DMs and other messages giving a wide range of opinions on what I should do with this information. On the one hand, you've got the people who say, eviscerate him, unload with both barrels. And then on the other hand, you've got the people who say, don't do anything with it, let the man be. Don't do anything to get him in trouble. Now, I 
may portray myself as being a raging asshole, but I'm really not. I'm not looking to get him in trouble. I'm not going to give out his at on here. That being said, Marty, Marty, if you're listening, if you really are... He's not. He's not listening. He, he's not, but let's just pretend he is. Marty, this is your Uncle Coop. Actually, it's your nephew, Coop, because you're really <laughs> old. Marty, Very. if you are planning to make this your personal account when you're done with the season, here's some advice. One, you got to clean that shit up, man. Two, people can see what your likes are. That's all I'm going to say. People can see what you like. <laughs> oh, God. And three, for some people who have asked me about the content of this account. While we all know that Marty is a big Trump guy, the assumption would be that since he's a big Trump guy, that he must be saying something racist or something because Trump is a raging racist. No, none of that. There's no racism. There's nothing. Personally, there's nothing that I could see that would get him in trouble on the account. Just some problematic other things. Dun, dun, dun. So, Burmy, give me your thoughts on what I was just discussing with the Marty Burner and the people who basically have either yelled at me or I've got a guy on that, on Twitter right now trying to make fun of me for something about it. What are your thoughts on it? I mean, Marty admitted that he was on Twitter. So if you didn't want people to find out, don't, you know, just deny it. But you admitted you are, so people are going to go looking for it. And you found it. Well, and I, let me let me correct you there. I didn't find it. I was looking in a completely wrong uh, area of the Twitterverse. Someone, an anonymous tipster who asked to remain anonymous, sent me a DM saying, here's Marty's burner, and it's not anything that you would expect. I'll just leave it at that. Knowing what I know now, it's a lot easier to find than it probably should have been. But it's basically the ravings of a cranky old man with some other things that, you know, he needs to clean up. Uh, <laughs> Ryan, give us your thoughts. Uh, well, I'm going to pull a fill here and completely agree with you, Coop. Marty, um, I, if you are listening to this, which you are not, scrub the entire account before you put your name on this. We are not going to out you, but... Uh, or you, you gotta you gotta clean that up clean it up I, and i wouldn't even say anything on it is really problematic it's literally just an old man doing old man uh, things. you know doing old man things like it's it's nothing i haven't seen from a, any other old men but uh honestly i, I would have never found it um i i didn't expect what i saw really <laughs> i mean i wasn't that surprised but like I would have never, I wouldn't have looked at it twice. But now that I know what it is, I'm not, uh, I'm not surprised at all by it. But uh, yeah, Marty, scrub that shit before you get verified and put your name on that thing. Right. So when I was looking at this, at uh, <laughs> you know, I was working too. Very productive yes. day. No, Very I was productive being productive day. too. Come on now. Do not dox Coop's employer. Exactly. Do not tell everybody who employs Coop. Exactly. Just like I'm not doxing Marty, I'm not going to out him. But like, uh, like Burmese said, this is in the public realm. So, all everybody thinking that I would get sued if I outed him, he's outed himself by saying what he said on Jim Day's podcast. But anyway, 
I'll just say there's two, really there's two problematic things. One involves some of his thoughts. The other involves wet granny sluts. So, uh, Ken, if you, so you need get, to edit that shit out, <laughs> <laughs> edit that shit out. Jesus Christ. Well, that was a seamless segue. Well, Son of a bitch. So, first of all, when I saw that thing that I'm probably going to edit out, I, I had people. Yo, I'm sitting here. I got this shit muted. I'm dying in here. <laughs> I had God. people looking at me, wondering why I was laughing and almost falling out of my chair at work. It is, oh. it is one of the funniest things I have seen in literally years. Oh, I was feeding my son, and I like shielded his eyes. I was like, "This is awful. I can't." I saw it and wait, I was like Wait, time out, time out. Ryan was feeding his son. While he was his large at, adult son. His large oh. adult son. <laughs> does does Ryan have one of those does Ryan have one of those fake titties that pumps milk? No, but God, I wish I had one. Because that would make my life so much easier. Uh, uh and, and, no, I was I was feeding him with a bottle and I always am on Twitter with while I'm feeding them. Uh, because what quality else time, you know, quality time. Yeah, what what the fuck else am I gonna do? I mean, you know, I'm bored. Why do you feed a ten year old boy with a bottle? <laughs> because he needs. <laughs> Mom's not around. Mom's not here. Mom's, hey, thanks. Yeah, he's still on the tit. Uh, Polly, exactly. Here's the thing, Polly. Uh, what are your thoughts? Our decision to not give everybody the uh, the account name. Here's the thing. I think we're doing the right thing, but. People will find out, and it is public knowledge that he is on Twitter. I try, I tried to search for his account too, and it was un, it was found nothing. It's like uh, the curse of Oak Island is now over <laughs> for me. <laughs> it's sad. This is a sad day, actually. Yeah, it's like what to do now. No, yeah. this is fun. I just got to monitor his account and just wait to strike. Well, I guess right. And um, <laughs> the only other thing I'm going to say about it, and then we're going to move on. To me, the only thing that would get him in trouble is that some of the people that he's blowing up, he should really scrub off of there before he outs himself as this is my account. Because that could be problematic if he does it before he's retired. Now, after retired, whatever. If he was to let people know that this is him, not that it would get, like I said, it wouldn't get him fired. I wouldn't even think it would really get him in that much trouble. It would just cause some problems for him that eh, he probably could do without. But then again, he's the one who tweeted it. It's in the public realm. That's on him. That being said, we're going to move on. Hold on, Coop. Yeah, go yeah. yeah, what about me? Come on. Some things you can't unsee. Um, so I kind of wish I hadn't <laughs> seen it at this point in my life. <laughs> <laughs> And two, yeah, this is all in the public domain. I mean, it, it's an open platform, so you have no risk of being, I don't think you have any, any risk of being sued. And um, you're right, Marty needs to clean that stuff up because if people find that, he's going to be embarrassed, um, both with some of the stuff he said and some of the stuff he liked. Um, mm-hmm. Now, with that being said, it's pretty good reading. Oh, it's, it's f- absolutely hilarious. Uh, woo. You want to wrap this one up? Yeah, this is like the most uh, baby boomerish thing <laughs> ever. Like, it, it's like your parents who have no idea that there's a thing called browser history and haven't cleared it out ever, and you go in and look around. So, 
whatever. You know, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> it, it'll be embarrassing, but they'll learn. Yeah. So. Um, hey, it, guys. Hey, guys, real quick. If you like Boomer content, just like Marty's account, um, if you go on Facebook, there is a Facebook group called Quality Boomer Content that is just people reposting Boomer's posts. And uh, it is it is fantastic. Uh, it's almost as good as Marty's Burner. Fuck your avocado toast, Charlie Murphy. Yeah, it's like yeah, like you know the you know when the old ladies comment like beautiful. Tell Jim I said hi on the comments. Yeah, that's that's basically what gets posted there. It's oh, so it's so fantastic. Those damn robocallers. callers. Jeez, old people. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I got in a conversation with next door, trying to give advice, and it went down the black hole of. Robo caller, so I had to delete all my comments on next door. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm assuming Phil's in those baby boomer chats, right? I mean, Phil is—he gets beat up by baby boomers, so I don't know. I don't know if he's—it's it, probably like the boomers. Boomer about, on boomer crime is just—it's not. <laughs> it's like it's a bad thing. It, it's probably like these boomers. It, like I kicked some <laughs> punk's ass today who was driving his little red car and. He hit me Not on American my bike. Yeah, one of those Geo Metros. one of those Geo stores. Hit me on my bike, and so I had to kick his ass. So let's move on to some actual Reds topics, why don't we? So the Cincinnati Reds decided that after winning a bunch of games in a row, that that was no good, so let's lose a bunch of games in a row. But, but, Friday apparently is the return of the scooter. Scooter Jeanette. So, Burmy, Scooter Jeanette comes back. One, who do you send down? Two, where do you bat him? Three, what do you expect? There's a debate between Irvin and Peraza, and neither one of them is really hitting right now, and Peraza provides more versatility in the field, so I would keep Peraza up and send down Irvin. You know, I want to give those at-bats to Jesse Winker. I'm tired of Winker getting nights off just because the lefty's on the mound. After that, uh, I would hit him, I don't know, like fifth or sixth to start off. I mean, you, you want him to get at-bats because if he does, you know, for some reason get hot over a month, there's probably a team that will overpay for him. So if you can get at least a decent prospect out of it in four months, I know that's wishful thinking. Um, I'd love to do that. In a <laughs> uh, I, I really think they should bat him in a two spot. Uh, he did well there last year. I think Joey will see different pitches. I think you can move Puig down. He's going to see different pitches. And – He's going to start hitting, and they're going to be able to trade Scooter Jeanette finally for the right price, I think, at the end of July. Well, I just don't see Scooter as having any value. That's just me. Uh, Ken, give me your thoughts on Scooter. I don't think Scooter's going to be traded. Um, I don't think I, he can be. I, yeah, he doesn't, have, he doesn't have enough equity this year. Um, coming off an injury like a groin, Um Irvin's going down. He's, his OPS is 596. Yeah. Uh, yep. Um, as for batting Scooter, I, I bet he bats lower in the order because his on-base isn't great. Um, it's not that much higher than his batting average, so he doesn't get on base a lot. Um, I think they're going to keep doing um, – Bell likes the high on-base guys up front. He likes Senzel. He likes Winker. He likes Votto at the top of the order. And then he layers in the guys who hit or are supposed to hit um, four, five, six, seven. So, um, 
Peraza, I'm frustrated with, but he stays because he can play by positions. Got it, got it, Ryan. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I agree with Kev. I don't, I don't think, uh, or Kim. Sorry, Kim. let me go back. Let's do that over. <laughs> let me do that over again. Uh, no, I mean, I agree with Ken. Uh, I don't think Scooter's getting traded at all. If Scooter was going to be traded. It should have happened uh, last year after he showed that his. Um, his season two years ago wasn't a fluke. Um, but, you know, we all know what happened there. We just really loved the the uh, winning atmosphere that Matt Harvey and Scooter gave us. Um, so I don't I don't believe he's going to get traded. Uh, number one, you know, yeah, they have, uh, you know, Dietrich who can play uh, second. But uh, as I've warned before with him, he hasn't exactly set the world on fire since his uh, three home run night. So, um, you know, I don't think he's not an everyday player at this point, in my opinion. Um, he has a few up and ups and downs. So, you know, if you trade Scooter, who, who plays second every day? Uh, I don't think it should be Peraza. In fact, um, I think we're going to get into that a little bit later on. But because um, uh, I, in my opinion, I, what I would do with Peraza, um, I'll get into that later. But, uh, yeah, I mean, hit Scooter fifth, sixth. Um, Maybe second against uh, against righties, um, you know. But then again, you know, Votto's really started to turn it on here lately, and he's hitting well out of the two hole. So, I mean, I I would try to keep the the lineup as it has been here lately, and you know, let, let Scooter fill in around the fifth or sixth spot to uh, give them a uh, spark. Woo! Give us your thoughts. Speaking of hitting the two holes. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead, Woo. I, I mean, getting Scooter back is like training for a hitter right now, right? Not not exactly, but... Um, I, I mean, basically, forward. it is. I, I, is. <clears throat> well, uh, it shoulder, surgery, shoulder issues last year, got a groin now. Uh, you know, people want to say, oh, you're, you know, you're getting, you're getting this bat back. Um, that's assuming a lot, in my opinion. I think you got to see what he puts out there. Uh, you know, they should have got rid of him last year. They're not going to trade him. He's not going anywhere. He looked at the free agent market for second baseman this past season. Uh, dismal is a, a good term for it. Uh, you know, I'd start him off lower in, lower in the order, try to you know alleviate some of that pressure and, and hope he gets going. Uh, you know, I, I, you're still you're still hoping that you know he's still the same scooter uh, that he was, which which is great. Uh, I thought the Reds should have gotten rid of him, but. Uh, <sighs> This this offense really can't go. I mean, we we saw it be worse early in the year, but they're still not that great. Uh, so hopefully, he gives them a jump start and and, and gets going. We can bring them up higher in the order and, and see what happens from there. I definitely agree that uh, Phil Urban is the one's going to be set down. I think the Reds just value the versatility of the multiple positions that Peraza can play. Even though Peraza's been having a lot of brain farts lately, the fly ball the other night that he thought there was three outs and just kind of jogged in and let the guy score from second. Uh, that play, I guess it was last night, where he ranged from second to get to field the grounder, which was great, and then threw it in the dirt. And Dietrich just titties does just not have the experience at first base that Votto has to pick those things. I think Scooter will probably bat sixth, if I had to guess, sixth behind uh, Puig. Where you'd have a lineup of Sinzel, Vado, 
Suarez, Puig, and then I guess that I guess that means he's going to bat fifth. Am yeah, I, he'll bat fifth. Can I just not count? Yep. Am I that stupid? <laughs> you haven't been looking. You haven't looking at Marty's burner all day, so yeah. it's true. And you're also you're also missing Winker. Well, left fielder. Left fielder. Right. Come on. Yeah. Well, yeah. I would also like to say, like, how how different or better it would be if out of Winker, uh, Dietrich, or or Scooter, if one of them was right-handed bat, because you have oh, Scooter, yeah. who's he's he's not that flexible in terms of position. You know, he's really just second base. They'll try to say he could play outfield, but he hasn't forever and couldn't at all last year due to his shoulder. But you know, due to struggles that some of them have against. Against lefties, it, it, you know, and the flexibility you have with Dietrich, it'd be nice. And, and then Peraza added that in. You know, if if one if one of them was a righty, you would it give the Reds a lot more flexibility in terms of moving people around, getting still getting them the play time, keeping them fresh, that kind of thing as well. Well, Peraza's a righty. That's what I'm saying. Besides, if, if you had like if oh, Dietrich okay. was a, Dietrich yeah. or Scooter, yeah. because you know you can gotcha. move someone in the yeah. outfield, you know, give Puig a break, that kind of thing. But all three being lefties, sort of yeah. in, in a way, kind of create with him coming back, kind of. Cre- doesn't solve anything, so well, to speak. Well, Being so, short on the bench, you need uh, you, you need the flexibility because they've only got what three bench players, and one of them is, is Casale, or four bench players, and one and one is Casale. So you need the, the position of flexibility because um, you don't have that extra bat. So you, you got to be able to double switch and move people around. Dietrich, um, I mean, we're seeing the regression to the mean since his three home run game. Um, He's hitting 161 with with an with a 599 OPS. Um, I I, I want to like Dietrich, but like you said, Coop, um, play a bench player long enough, and and you'll find out why he's a bench player. Um, yeah. Yep, that was me that said that. But I mean, I'll, I mean, I'll take credit. <laughs> I actually did tweet that yesterday, so I'll take credit for it. Boom. Okay. That, that works. Uh, another thing for me about you know Scooter being traded, who, who's going to I mean, realistically, who takes over second? I know Sinzel can play there, but I think they're going to keep him in center. Uh, Van Meter might be able to fill that role, but we haven't seen him play. Um, I mean... Did you did you see the free agent market for second baseman this past offseason? Uh, exactly. There's nothing. So, I mean, you, you can't get rid of Scooter because who the fuck's going to play second? The, per- the person who's going to play second base in two years is Jonathan India. Or oh, I agree with you guys were signing Scooter got me back. one year deal. All right, got yeah, yeah. I, we got you. But, but India's going to be a second base in two years. But yeah, but that's, yeah they that's might bring Scooter back on, on a $3 million deal. They're not going to give him a qualifying offer because they'll just take it no. at, what, $19 million? No, he's definitely um, not getting a qualifying offer. Yeah, yeah. No, he's not. Well, because, mm-hmm. like, you know, he can go sign somewhere else and they'll still get a uh, some sort of draft pick for him. Um, Nope, you got to give him a qualifying offer to get a draft pick. Yep, yep. Really? I thought I thought you yep. got if you oh, asked yeah. free yep. agents, you have to give him the qualifying gotta offer. Okay, the qualifying yep. offer. Uh, okay. Um, and but thing, yeah, no, I mean Jonathan in, Jonathan Indian you know, India, he is going. He he is the second baseman of the future. But, but as far ready. as I know right now, yeah, he's not ready. Like he's struggling down in what double A right now? Is he in Chattanooga or is he is he in single A? I haven't looked, but I'll, I'll look yeah, he's. Talking. Thank you. He's uh, he's str- he's struggling right now in the minors. So you know it's probably an adjustment year for him. But he's not ready, and he's at least two years away. So, in my opinion, I'd resign Scooter. I'd give him a two-year deal, and you know let him play 
you know, let him play until he just can't until he can't do it anymore or India's ready. And then you bring up India again, sort of in the lineup, and he never leaves until, unless he gets injured. Jonathan India is at uh, Daytona, which is the high A. The high A, okay. He, he's, I, he's slashing 253, 345, 412 slugging. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. Yeah, well, Doug had said, I, I was reading I like that walk rate, prospects. I mean, the walk yeah. rate's fine, it's, but <laughs> yeah. that slugging yeah. is ugly. Yeah, well, I, the Reds really yeah. slug the ball well, so you know. <laughs> yeah, it's right. Yeah, it's pretty on brand for them. Um, but no, Doug, I mean Doug Gray. Shout out to Doug Gray. Uh, shout out to Doug. He he put out his uh, his mid basically mid season uh, top prospects at uh, RedsMinorLeagues.com, and uh, he said basically everyone's basically struggling. So it's not something you want to see whenever you have as many players as they do coming, you know basically on contract years, um, you know, India, Trammell, all the, you know, Santion, all the big guys have struggled this year. So I don't know what the plan is for next year. Well, well, I mean, go ahead. Sorry, Coop. You, you have to look at the flexibility of Sinzel having played every position and third base coach to this point and, and say, okay, free agent market, there's going to be plenty of money coming off the books. Is it easier to go find a serviceable center fielder or a serviceable second baseman? At the end of the day, well, and well you have a serviceable second wherever you wherever you can, wherever you can find. Well, right, it depends, right? Do you want to right. give that money to uh, to Scooter, or do you want to give it to someone else because maybe he doesn't perform the rest? Of the, you're gonna you're gonna wait and see, and, and also you know, we've all been waiting for you know the, the clock to strike midnight with Scooter. Is it now because naturally, or is it due to injury, or is it going to come late? No one knows. So under the hypothetical, you let him walk. I mean, with with Sinzel in center, you can bring him back to second. And right. so if you could find, ask someone to play center to fill that gap. So you can't strictly look at it as, I'm only looking as for a second baseman for next season. Well, and that'll, that'll lead to the next topic. And I think these two, these two things go together. The trade deadline coming up, I still think the Reds should sell. But even, let's just... I completely agree. Let's just say the Reds don't sell. They shouldn't. They should. I, don't, I don't think they're going to sell. I don't think they, they're they going to sh- sell. But, but they, they, yeah. yeah, but let's let's just say for whatever reason they stand pack or even they try to add something, they still potentially have seventy plus million dollars coming off the books this season, in the off season. You've got the twenty one million of Matt Kemp and Homer Bailey. You've got roughly ten million each of Scooter Jeanette, Yasiel Puig, Tanner Rodark. You've got and Alex Wood and Alex Wood, ten million dollars basically each. You've also got guys mm-hmm. like Jose Iglesias is making two million. You've got two and a half million, roughly each for Hernandez and Phil. Not Hughes. What's his name? God. Jared Hughes. Jared Hughes, not Phil Hughes. Jared, Jared Hughes. So Phil Hughes, uh, obscure former. Win. Something, yeah. But if they don't sign any of their free agents, you're looking at 70-plus million coming off the books. Now, I think they're going to sign maybe one or two of these guys, like Jose Iglesias, I would definitely try to sign. They could still try to sign Puig. Yeah. But even even so, I'm going to conservatively estimate $50 million is coming off the books. So now you're looking at this year's trade deadline with the thought of $50 million coming off the books. 
Tanner Roark is probably your best trade chip right now. He's a dependable, probably fourth starter for a contender. He's going to get the ball. He's going to take the ball every time out. He's going to give you five plus innings every time out of keeping you in the game. Russell Iglesias. <laughs> I would look to trade Ugh. him, but he has torpedoed his value, in my opinion. I don't know. Go ahead, Will. Go ahead. I, on that topic. I, I mean, I, I think you look at the. It's a lot of emotion in that, right? Because of his attitude and stuff like that. Right. And I, I, but I think if you look at his statistical lines and his career, so to speak, numbers, uh, I think a lot of teams would be interested in taking that up. And uh, under the under the you know assumption of you know uh, going to play for a new new team and a specific and a specific type of role, or just you know a new atmosphere for him to be in that maybe that's going to write some of the attitudinal. Uh, issues that have popped up, so to speak. But well, and I know I've suggested it, and other people have of uh, Rafael Iglesias to the Yankees for Clint Frazier. But is his attitude going to be the same as it is here? Because he's not going to be the closer in New York with the role as chairman. Yeah, it, it, that's exactly. I think that's exactly why. I don't think the Yankees care about like that. that one get done. <laughs> right. No. No, but they will. Like Aaron Boone's going to give a shit about that. Um, he's been pretty vocal about it. Honestly, the probably the best fit for a trade is the Atlanta Braves. They don't have an established closer. Uh, they're pushing all the way in. They've got a fantastic farm system. Braves I, always I have think, a great farm system. Yes, their their system's really and good. And it's guys that are ready to play like right now. They're always like they always got guys that are just like you trade them and you uh, you know you they're immediately ready to play, um, but that's their perfect trade partner in my opinion is the Braves. Um, you know it, it gets them out of the out of the division, and you don't have to. He's he gets to go and be a closer somewhere, and you know he's got that contract. That contract's for a closer. That's cheap. That's nothing. Yeah. Uh, uh, so yeah, go ahead. I mean, so for, you know, a guy who has the, you know, he could be the best closer in the National League is really his potential. Um, If he goes to a team like the Braves, he way outperforms that contract and that contract becomes very valuable. So I I think, I think they should be looking at the Braves. Uh, Ken, I want to get your opinion on that. And uh, speaking of the Braves, can Rossio Iglesias get them Christian Pash or is that too much? I don't know. That's interesting. That's interesting. Last year he might. So, honestly, last year he might have. Um, the Yankees need a starter badly. I mean, Twitter's been having some fun with with the, with the writers from New York about Castillo. Obviously, Castillo's not going anywhere, but the Yankees need a starter. Their rotation now includes J. A. Happ, who ha- who has a FIP of five point five, and um, um and Chad Green, who has a who has an ERA of six and a half. So they need a starter. Um, and Roark to the Yankees is is a good fit for them. Um, and I agree with Ryan that that Iglesias is way cheaper closer. I mean, Chapman makes seventeen million. Iglesias makes what um, under eight yeah. or something? Did he yeah. sign three years, twenty four? Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think it's just under eight. So um, people are going. I, I don't think they're going to tr- trade Puig because I think they're going to try to extend him. Um, he's been hot over the last month. His OPS is almost 950, I think, over the last month. 
Um, and he's a, a traditional slow starter. So I think they're going to see what he does over the, over the next month before they try to, before they, they get rid of him or I'm sorry, make a decision on, on Puig. Um, Roark's going to go. Um, if Wood ever comes back, he had another, another setback this week. If Wood ever comes back, I think um, they would conveniently time a trade of Roark to align with Wood coming back. So the point of, of Disco or Mali would be moot. Barmy, go ahead. Speaking of Wood coming back. Wah, wah. No, I'm just. No, that was lame. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. Yeah, trombone. Yeah, yeah, kind of like your dick before the wood comes back. Um, yeah, that's basically Speaking Marty's I, Twitter uh, account. Yep, those those blue chewables. Um, yeah, I think I think Iglesias would be a great fit for the Yankees, and I think he'd be a great fit whether he was in the seventh, eighth inning role or whatever. But I think he could be a good opener. You know, especially for the postseason, you start him two innings. He, you know, I mean, he only gets his dick hard, would, when it comes in in the ninth in a save situation. But I also think if you put him out there for the first two innings of a postseason game, you would get the same effect as if he came in in the ninth inning of a regular season game. So I think it could be a good fit if you used him uh, in that regard. Here's the thing, Paulie, give me uh, your thoughts. Here's the thing. I agree. Iglesias would be a perfect fit for the Yankees. And, Ryan, I disagree. I think Boone, I, I really think they would be able to be like, all right, Rossiel, you're here for a reason. Here's your job and to get us to the ninth inning. And he would be a good setup, my guy. I know they have, uh, what, they still have Dylan Bettinus, right? Or is he, is he hurt? Whatever his name is. Uh, Batances? Uh, but, Batances. Yeah, Batances. 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 Yeah. Right yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I mean, like. I think, I think Conley. I think Conley. They've got, is, they've got, is, uh, they've got Zach, Britton, Zach Britton. Too. Perfect world scenario. Oh, that's right. We combo Warwick and Iglesias and get Clint Frazier with a deal. And Gabe Dunday, days oh. over, we win. I think it would be Clint Frazier plus, though. It wouldn't be just yeah. him by itself. Yeah. No, yeah. But still. For Iglesias? For Iglesias and Rourke. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Yep. Yeah. Are um, are they allowed to trade uh, international prospects um, um, before a certain time? Because isn't that isn't that coming up where they're able to sign international prospects? The the well, I bring that up because the Yankees are uh, they are in the lead or expected to sign a guy named Jason Dominguez out of the Dominican, I believe. And uh, this kid is a stud. He's 16 years old. Um, he would be someone in a deal like that. I that I would be trying to target um, if they're able to if they're able to trade right after signing um, because you know you, you add maybe a Clint Frazier and then a, that that type of talent to your lower minors. I mean that's I mean a four this kid in four to five years this kid be a stud center fielder for you. Hopefully he's as good as Jorman Rodriguez or Juan Duran. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, yeah. It's, always a, it's always a risk whenever, you know, you've got, you know, when they're 16 years old. But, I mean, oh. at the end of the, end of the day, this kid, he's the, he's the best international prospect right now. So, yeah. What, uh, if they, if they go to the Braves, um, they're, they're not, they're probably can't get Christian Pass or Kyle Wright, but Ian Anderson is still in double A. Um, mm-hmm. um, he's the guy that they could probably target. And yeah, they're not going to trade Wright because Wright's Wright's already um, either if, if he's not on the major league team, he's he's already made some major league starts. Um, yeah. 
But what, what about a guy I, I, like Drew Waters? You think they could get Drew Waters for uh, Rocio Iglesias? Probably. Um, I I love Drew's on base percentage. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm a big on base guy. What, um, I tweet about not what making about out for uh, Luis Gohara. Not for not straight up for Iglesias. If you're no, doing I mean, like having him Gohara and Contreras, right. Right or um, maybe, or, you know, but... or something like that. I mean, maybe because um, go. I mean, Gohara doesn't have anywhere to play. Isn't he hurt um, though? Isn't he hurt or something? He hasn't pitched yet this year. Um, he might he might be hurt. Maybe that's why. Um, I know that he was he was in their bullpen last year, but he's the only reason why I ask is he he's lefty, and the Reds seem pretty thin um, on left-handers that can contribute at the major league level as far as pitchers. Um, I mean, like right now, they've got a lineup full of left. They've got a batting lineup full of lefties and a pitching rotation full of righties. So, um, you know, it'd be nice oh. to maybe get someone who can, you know, contribute to the major league rotation next year because I, I don't think – I think Alex Wood as a red is over. I don't think it's – if he does come back, they're either going to trade him for whatever they can get for him, or they're just going to let his, his no, contract he, expire. He, he's not going to be traded. I yeah, think they're he praying. Have any value? Well, they're praying that he gives them something that he comes and makes five or six starts in August and gives them a sub four ERA, and then they can make him a, a low ball offer for one year or two and get him because coming up, they know his medical better than anybody else. Yeah. And, here's so, and the Reds medical staff is really good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, and, and here's the thing. Polly, what about a uh, possible trade des- destination or trade partner that we haven't thought of? What uh, What do you think is out there? A t- like, what teams would come looking for help from the Reds other than the Yankees? And I, honestly, I honestly don't have any thoughts on that. Sorry. Well, God damn it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> other than the Braves or Yankees, who's a good fit for the Reds, trade partner-wise? Man, it's it's tough because a lot of the teams you think of are in the Central, so they're obviously not going to do business mid-season with them. Um, I don't know. I could see like the Phillies trying to hop in on something, and I'm not. You know, I can't really put my finger on what exactly it would be, but once again, Iglesias would be a decent fit. Um, you know, I could see them inquiring about a player like a Jose Iglesias, seeing if they could use him somewhere around the infield as well, you know, whether that be third base or second base or whatever. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much, you know, the only other trade partners I could think of right now. The Twins need a starter. Um, a starting and, pitcher? Yeah, the, the Twins need a starting pitcher. Then Tanner Roark. And, and they, ha- they have a pretty good farm system. I haven't scouted their farm system as well as I've scouted the Braves or, or Yankees. Um and shout out to, to Matt McGill, Matt McGill in the obscure former red Matt McGill in the Twins bullpen. Really, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's a good thing we had you on the tonight's podcast. Then <laughs> bring in the content. That's, that's my content contribution. Uh, Four point one innings for the Reds in in twenty sixteen, um, leading to five walks out of twenty batters faced. Holy shit! He fit right in. <laughs> a 2.3 whip and a 9.15 fielding independent. That's still better than Zach Weiss. Ooh. Okay. Uh, <laughs> shout out to Zach Weiss and his infinite ERA. Oh. His, ER, his ERA goes longer than Todd's wife. Wow. Oh. I, I, 
That didn't even really. Uh, Todd's wife just laid there. I'm confused with the logic. <laughs> she lo- yeah, she I'm lasts confused. for a long time. Burmy, your jokes are just not hitting tonight, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> well, whatever. I'm too. I'm too sober. Just exactly for this. how long is too long? Anyways, never mind. The twins have a couple of look at good this, prospects. Look, look at this fucking guy using a professional mic over there. <laughs> go, go, <laughs> go ahead, Ken. Um, the twins have a couple of good prospects. Um, if they could package for Alex Kirilov, who's n- n- number thirteen, he's an outfielder. Um, but it, it, w- it would take some getting to go get to go get him. But they have three top one hundred prospects uh, who who would be who would be worth targeting. Um, so. I think Roark's going to command something. There's going to be some bidding for Roark. He's pitching really well. He's going to help a team down the stretch. Yeah, if I hit yeah, they, what about a Wander a Wander Javier, uh, you know, or Nick Gordon, somebody to help in the middle infield. Um, that either one of those would be nice. Nick Gordon would be good. He's got a lot of talent, but uh, his Royce Lewis is going to be the he's he's their shortstop of the not, future. They're not trading him. Yeah, Roy yeah. isn't going anywhere. Yeah, well, uh, that's why I'm saying Nick Gordon would be somebody good to target because it, it's a you know it's a depth piece for them. Um, you know they're pretty they're pretty stacked at the shortstop position. You know maybe we could sneak a trade and get a, a pretty good prospect back for him. I mean, unless unless Iglesias turns into Juan Castro or Manos de or Paul Yanish or, or Paul Yanish, they're going to extend him. Jose Iglesias is going to be the, the, the shortstop next year. Shout out to uh, um, Juan Castro, by the way, for uh, thinking about being on the podcast and then listening to it and not talking to me ever again. But anyway, go ahead. In, in his defense, that was probably a good decision. I mean, That's it probably, probably wasn't the worst yeah. decision. What does he have to lose? I mean, we had Keith Law on, and he's still employed. And, yeah, but Keith, he's, yeah. yeah. He's still reeling from that Latos picture. So shout out to Keith. <laughs> Before we move on to our next topic, that uh, that that reminds me. Uh, last week we had Keith Long on, and I neglected to mention the sponsor of the podcast. Our only so far quote unquote legitimate podcast, and I forgot to mention the sponsor. So the Cincy Sports Gallery, go there to get all of your. Uh, Cincinnati sports memorabilia needs. Uh, ask the owner about the Kentucky section. Uh, ask Callie for the Pete Rose memorabilia. <laughs> so, shout out once again to our sponsor, the Cincy Sports Gallery. If you're 14 or younger in the Pete Rose section, please bring a parent. <laughs> or if you're 14 or older, I think you get carded just for entering that portion of, of the store. <laughs> Just yeah. to make sure. You're- oh, you're 16. You can't be in here. Yeah. <laughs> you're too old. Yeah, get out. Pete Rose is actually the bouncer, and yeah. Oh, you're under. Well, okay, come with me. Well, thing. People under 15 tend to bounce around Pete Rose, but uh, let's move on to the next. Topic. Oh, wait, Coop. Before we get there, I just want to make something known to everybody. Brandon Phillips is playing for the Vallejo Admirals of an independent league tonight. For a team that is managed by his brother. Well, that's, I guess, why he's playing then. Well, awesome. yeah. I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure, but I just that's, wanted to let everybody know. For me, that is like, content, brother. That is content. My jokes may suck dick tonight, but at least I had that. 
Speaking of sucking dick, uh, the Cincy Sports. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> wow. See, that was that was a good. Segue that would have been it. a good segue. I screwed that one up. No, no, Coop. We can we can redo it later on. It's okay. <laughs> well, then it's not organic, and then we we want everything to be organic. On here. You know what is organic? Our sponsorship with the Cincy Sports Gallery. See again, your jokes are just Pretty not organic tonight. Too. Jesus. What do you um, mean? That was. Saying it's organic? No. What? No, that's no, bad. Yeah. Bad. We, we, oh my God! I'm too the, sober. I'm telling you. Here's the thing, Polly. Uh, tell tell Burmy about his jokes tonight, Polly. They're bad. They're really bad. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me. Here's, 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 the, here's the thing, Burmy. You try. You you do the. You ate one beer. I hear you crack open one beer tonight. That's it. I'm on my terrible. third one, and maybe I, sh- I should have switched to, like, a Windex Arita and just get it over with. What's a Windex Arita? Wow. It's exactly what it sounds like, Windex. Well, tonight, uh, Phil Razor was not on the podcast tonight, but playing the part of Phil Razor is Burmy. Yeah, no, I don't, I, I don't like that. I don't like that at all. <laughs> Notice the like lack that. of background you're, you're, noise. You're like the Jerry from, you're the uh, Jerry uh, that, from Parks uh, and Rec. You know, thank you for bringing that up, Ken. I have noticed a definite lack of scratching on tonight's podcast. So Phil's not jerking off God on the podcast tonight. Goddamn squirrel isn't here. And who is not on tonight's <laughs> podcast? Phil. Phil fucking Razor. I'm thinking that Phil's unwieldy and, frankly, need needs Trent beard is probably scratching his phone when he's talking, and that's a scratching <laughs> word. He has no idea. Are you sure it's his beard? Oh, blue. Oh, no. Wow. Oh, the, fun, wow. the funny part about his beard. Burmy, again. Buddy. <laughs> that was a fucking super bad reference. Never mind. You know what? I, I'm out of here. <laughs> Look. Um, I'll, we'll go ahead and apologize for Burmy's lack of comedic timing tonight. I don't know what's Honestly, just, 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 just cut it all out. Just cut everything I said out. It'll be like I was never here. <laughs> so, so basically, you're saying we should abort you? Yes. Okay. Please. Wow. I think it's because you're not like. I think it's because you could be muting yourself. You're not like. You can't like have that like quick like. Oh no no no! This is the. But I don't know. You're not total Burmy tonight. I don't know what's going on tonight. Like I honestly have no idea what the hell is wrong with me. I am, am I too sober? Am I just a piece of shit? I mean, I don't know. Tune in next week to find out. You know what? I think Keith Law broke us. We're all trying to be professional now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's move on to our uh, next topic. Why don't we? Since we've been on for you know almost an hour already, so uh, I s- asked the uh, Twitterverse to submit questions for us to answer using the uh, hashtag Aquino Royale. You get it, you know, Casino Royale. Excellent, Aquino Royale. I I I was proud of myself. Thank you, thank you. I don't get it. Coop, explain it. I I just did. Still <laughs> don't get Coop, it. I'm very Casino proud of you. Royale, Aquino Royale. They. Aquino Casino, it rhymes. I've got nothing. I'm I'm witty as That's fuck. That's true. I am witty as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> our first question comes from Ross Ross Shearcliff at Ross Shearcliff. If I'm butchering, that's your, not a real name. Ross, if I'm butchering your name, uh, I mean, what did you expect? Uh, but he asked hashtag Aquino Royale is Alex Wood the next Ryan Madsen or Sean Marshall? Uh, he's looking like the next Ryan Matson right now. He he doesn't have a two year deal yet, so that's not possible. Yeah, 
he so he's definitely the Ryan Madsen of the 2019. Season. Well, Sean Marshall did actually throw a pitch for the Reds. Right. Yeah, and Ryan Madsen didn't. So that's what I'm saying. Yep, he threw a few, but they weren't that good. No, no, they weren't good. Marshall? Marshall, Marshall, Marshall. Sean Marshall had a good career for the Reds. He, he just only threw Eight. seven innings for him. Well, <laughs> Short and sweet. Sean Marshall crashed and burned like the other Marshall. But anyway, let's move on to the next uh, question. Is that an airplane hey, joke? Yeah, it was an airplane Never. Joke. Never forget. Never forget. Well, Burmy did ask a question. Different airplane. Different airplane. Right. Burmy did ask a question. Uh, hashtag Aquino Royale. Have you forgotten? And Burmy, we will never forget. Uh, our next question, though, comes from uh, Jimmy at JRNall2 on Twitter. He asked, uh, hashtag Aquino Royale, do you remember the time you had Keith Law on the podcast? Yes, Jimmy. <laughs> no. You remember it well. It was last week. He was I good. was there. Yeah, I was there, too. It was amazing. And, Fantastic. And Phil, in his little squirrel beard, tried to screw it up. <laughs> but hey, we, Sean Marshall had a 1.74 ERA in 10 innings in, two, in 2013. That's, that's contribution. That's how you fucking kill it. That's, like that's how you fucking that's contribution. kill it. That's star right there. Uh, our, our next question comes from Ram at Unkram. Shout out to Ram. His question, hashtag Aquino Royale. At the start of the Lawcast, you mentioned him being the first special guest. But at the onset of episode 17, you mentioned having a special guest co-host. So my question is, how fucking dare you? I'm sorry, Ram. I'm sorry. sorry I'm, I'm sorry, Ram. I'm sorry for letting you down. Our next question comes from the sponsor of the podcast, Callie. She asks, uh, hashtag Aquino Royale. This <laughs> should be good. How many vodka sodas do you think I can consume in the next two hours? This was three hours, so... <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna guess seven. Uh, yes, seven. That, that was gonna be my guess. She's probably seven. That would be the good. Uh, yeah, oh, I'm going twelve deep. Uh, that, that, Ryan, Ryan, you've no. never gone twelve deep. But uh, our next yeah, question. Just... <laughs> you are correct. <laughs> I feel like Burmy is uh, pouting right now. Burmy, give it. Give us your thoughts. Life is meaningless. Eat at Arby's. <laughs> See that Sir, one was actually good. Wendy's. See that one was actually good. <laughs> Our next question comes. You guys see Arby's is making a carrot out of meat? What? They're making a Should carrot out of meat as, as like an opposite vegetarian thing. It's amazing. Look it up. Just stop while you're ahead. <laughs> well, here's the thing. <laughs> Polly, here's the thing. Speak the best. Every, anytime somebody mentions carrots or baby carrots, it reminds me of the review somebody did of. Your penis? Of, no. The review somebody did of China's porn. China the wrestler, rest in peace. <laughs> oh. I, will, I, I will try to find it, but if no, if, if you no. know what I'm talking about, it's the most disturbing yet interesting breed you'll ever have in your life. So look better at than Marty's burner. Google Google China porn review, read it, and then discuss the baby. and then give us a five star rating on right. iTunes. And then okay. yes, five star rating on yes. the podcast. And then you'll know why I always joke about the baby carrots. Anyway, let's move on to the next question. Jonathan Webster at jwebster10 on Twitter. Shout out to Jonathan. He asks Aquino Royale, are you interested in re-signing Alex Wood? And right now, I'd say no. Because he's not throwing a pitch. Who? Depends on cost. Alex Wood. Thoughts? I was, jo uh, I was joking. 
But no way they should. There's no way they should. I mean, why? What's he proven to us? Anyone in Red's country? Nothing. I mean, yeah, he's good, but I mean, but you also have to look at it from the perspective of the player. And after this, obviously colluding offseason between all the owners, what's he going to get on the free agent market? And you could offer him, knowing his health, especially with his injuries, knowing his health more than other teams. You know, if they are confident, he can come back from it. So, like maybe like a one-year prove-it deal kind of thing. Oh, with a club option or something, perhaps. Yeah, I mean, lots of incentives as well. I think a lot of players are going to have been really scared by what happened the last year or two, and it kind of puts a chip in the Reds' side of the side of the stack, so to speak. I hate it, you know. I think it's it's bullshit, but uh, yeah, get him out there, see what he does. You're going to know his health better than anybody else, and then from there, you know, if it performs, I, I would definitely make him an offer. See what see what he does. You know, what's pretty funny is that um, your face. Yes, that. But, you know, See, that Jeremy, report came funny. out. <laughs> that is high-class comedy. Um, reports came out in the offseason about how the Reds, you know, teams, and I guess the Reds were in on that, didn't like Dallas Keuchel's uh, records, medical records. That was one per- person so in Reds they, land yeah. who is, so they, uh, then they turned you know, around, questionable. Then they turned around and traded for Wood. Right, but then they turned around and traded for Wood. And who has thrown a pitch first? I'll let you guys guess. Dallas Keuchel or Alex Wood this season? But didn't Keuchel get kind of lit up in his first start? Yeah, he did, but fuck that. It's his spring training. <laughs> Just relax. It's his spring training, yeah. yeah. And, he, and he got ready in, like, what, a week and a half? Like, that's ridiculous. Um, so I'm just, I'm just saying, like, you know, maybe, maybe they should have went ahead and tried to sign Keuchel. Uh, but... Yeah, well, yeah, they just, definitely should have. It's just they're, they're penny pinching. Okay, so like Dick Williams well, was on. Apparently, he's not ready yet. Oh well, yeah, but Dick Williams yeah. was on what seven hundred the last week or whatever, and they're like, we have more money to spend to improve the team. If you know, and I'm like, well, that was there then at the beginning of the season, correct? So why weren't you, you know, Spending it making some the... additional moves? Correct. Yeah. Well, I, well, I get, I get, like not doing additional moves at the beginning of the season. Um, why yeah, not? Maybe they really wanted to see. Well, because you want to save a little bit, just in case you do go on a run and you do have a team that looks but, like. But your chance to make the postseason or be a better team would be greatly improved by bringing better talent in at the beginning of the season versus waiting. Sure, it, it, sure. Or you bring in what you think is good talent while saving a little money for the deadline. I don't have any problem with that. I mean, now if it's like thirty million dollars yeah that's an issue let's spend half of that on another player and then we have 15 left to go and get ourselves some bullpen arms and maybe another bat but you know him saying they have a little extra money to spend for the deadline i mean that that doesn't bother me at all i mean i i in my opinion i think it's smart to sit back and have a little bit in the coffers just in case you know a team catches fire but you've got a you got holes to fill well you don't view that as as ownership like pulling the wool over your eyes as a fan because it, it, let's no, pretend they did, they did smart, spend that I money. I think it's a smart office. I, I disagree. I think that's uh, I think that's penny pitching. I, I think that's no, you more don't interesting budget, the bottom you don't line. Budget on day one, you you need to have something set aside for the back end of the season to try to get yourself a boost from outside of the organization. Because but if what if you go better, what if you go all in? What if you go all in at the beginning of the season? 
and you don't have any extra money in your budget to spend at all. And then let's say you do look like you're a team that can make the playoffs, but yet you can't go out and make the team any better at the deadline because you don't have any money to spend. Go ahead, Will. But 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 you you will have money to spend because you'll see the dollars that are waiting there if you do make the offseason and the ownership obviously has that money available. They chose not to to spend it. Uh, it it's if you're saying hey I'll quote all in, which the Reds weren't this year, obviously. But they were let, let's pretend they no, were. They spent it. They put, I mean, they spent they put, a lot of money this year. They put like one yeah, but, but you're, they, yeah, that's like it's all it's all messaging at the end of the day in terms of. Oh, we're spending the most ever, but sure, that's that's, that's sure that's great. But they could they could have spent more. They could have easily spent more, and put better more talent on the field to increase where they are in the standings, increase the likelihood of postseason, increase the likelihood of more ticket sales, more, increase the likelihood of more merchandise being sold. They chose not to, and acting like now, oh, we can spend a little more. That's 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 it's it's, it's fake in my opinion. It's. It's throwing it out there well, as, I mean, a, as a I, bit I to the fans to make them think that oh we're gonna we're gonna try to move in and, you know we're gonna do what we can. That money was always there. They just chose not to spend it, and they're choosing to maybe spend it now. So, you know, it, the better investment would have been to spend that earlier in the year because then you get the larger sample size, you get the better return, you know, all those type of things play play into it. So, when they say those kind of things to me, it's the money was always there. They chose not to spend. It. They didn't. They, they chose not to go after like a Keuchel. And try to bring him on to make this team better. I mean, the pitching staff's been amazing, correct? But it's just an example of how messaging of like the franchise affects our view of the Reds and where they're at and what they're doing. I think that the Reds half with it. I don't. I don't. Yeah, they got like a, they, they, they like they, they got like an ankle deep in the pool, right? They, right. They're dipping in. They're gonna they're gonna see what they can do. They put half a cheek on the seat, and the other half is hanging off. Uh, I compare this year to, to, to 2009, where they were on the verge of contending. They knew 2009 wasn't their year, and they went out and they traded I, up for Scott Rowland. I can see that kind of deal happening for um, a controllable veteran, maybe not as old as Rowland, but... I don't think they're going to go full fire sale and trade everybody yeah. for double A or high A prospects. I think that they might try to they might try to flip for a major league ready or or triple A triple A guy. But I mean, if fans are expecting five, six, seven trades, that they might get one. But if they didn't trade if they did not trade anybody, it wouldn't surprise me. I, I think you can expect two at the most. I, I think Roark is yep. going to go. I'd be really surprised if that doesn't happen. And then it's Inglis. Uh, if you're, if if there's the, they're going to want a really good deal for that, and, and that would be the, probably the most. They're going to stand pat. There, there, there's a lot of holes are going to be filled through free agency. There's a lot of young players. They're not going to want to move because they're still young and have a lot to prove. You're not going to move a Winker. You're not going to move, you know, Peraza. Even though everyone bitches about him, he's still very young. You know, overall, has, he, he, I think he's is a great bench. Or sub, you know, type type of player in the long run. Perhaps he isn't an everyday starter. Um, you know, it, it, there's not going to be a lot of moves. I'd be really really surprised if there's more than two at the end of the day. Yeah, I, I, I mean, personally, if it was me, and obviously they're not going to take my advice because I would I would move almost everyone on a one year deal that you're not trying to bring back. I would move obviously. Uh, I think they will if if the right deal is out there, and I. But they're not going, you know. 
I'd move Rourke. I'd move yeah. Puig. I'd move. I uh, think they're going to resign, try to resign Puig. I'd be really surprised they don't at this point. I, I, I'd imagine earlier in the year they would have resigned Wood, but now, I mean, you look at him from a defensive perspective with that arm and and overall how he plays and. You know his history in April and May is well documented, and he's starting to heat up now. Maybe they maybe they trade him if they get the right deal, but yeah. that's just my thinking on. Polly, Burmy, you got anything to add? You're just sitting there, kind of quiet. Um, it's going to be interesting what's going to happen to him. If there are going to be buyers or sellers or who, or what? I hope they play it out. I hope they do. What? I hope they don't burn them, bite themselves in the ass like they like they have in the past few years with with making the right moves for themselves. Um, but with that said, here's the thing. We still got a lot of baseball left to be played, so I hope to God the Reds don't fuck this up. Well, here, here, and, and probably here's the thing. <laughs> this, I'm, I'm going to drop some knowledge on you. Do you know what the best predictor of future behavior is? Past no. Be- past behavior. Past behavior. So, if I, thought it was, I thought it was run differential. That too. But... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if you're expecting the Reds not to fuck something up, history says something's going to get fucked up. They are from Cincinnati. Burmy, thoughts? My one question for you guys is, do you think with the way that the offseason has gone in the last couple of years, do you think we could see like a resort back to like the 70s and 80s where guys get like three, four-year deals and they may be more willing to accept less money to stay with a team longer, to have that guaranteed money. So guys are staying with teams instead of for a year or two for higher value. They may stay for 420. Yeah, 420. But like four for mm. 20, that wasn't supposed to be a joke. I was just throwing out dollars. Sadly, but you see, that was sadly. actually the best. But see, that was told. good, though. That was good. It wasn't even intended. God damn it. I fucking hate myself. Like four, four for 20, 25, you know, 25 million over four years, as opposed to the guys that are going like two for 25, because they know that at the end of those two years, they could decide another one. So does anybody else see that that potentially being a thing where guys are staying with teams for a longer amount of time? I think it's already happening. Partially happening. Also, I think where they're at in their careers. Yeah. I mean, like, look at the deal. Yeah, of course. If you're you're 30 years old and someone gives you four years, yeah, you're going to absolutely take that. Right. But I, I mean, I honestly, I think you're already seeing it. Um, guys are the young guys went out and got their deals, whether they were great or not, they still accepted them. Uh, but like Ozzy Albee signed a new deal, Eloy Jimenez signed a new deal. Um, you know, guys, you're seeing guys go out and go ahead and sign these six, seven, eight year deals. Um, I think you're going to see that a lot more rather than you see guys taking like these four year deals. I guess it really just depends on what age that they're hitting for agency to. Like yeah, please, I think fewer people like are gonna deal. Go ahead, Ken. I think fewer people are gonna fewer big name stars are gonna hit free agency. Because they're they're gonna be like the Acunas and the Aussie Albies who are signing these long t- now maybe not as cheap as Aussie or as long as Aussie, but you're gonna see people like um the Reds are the Reds dollar to donuts are going to extend Castillo this offseason, they're going to extend Puig the year, I'm sorry, not Puig, Senzel the year before he hits um, arbitration. They're, they're going to keep him at the minimum until it, until he's about to hit arbitration, then extend him um, and give him a whole bunch of money. And that's how teams are going to operate because um, they're, they're not going to let their stars get, get to free agency. I don't think there's going to be a strike. 
There's going to be a strike. Oh, there's going to be a strike. Yeah, there's, I think, there's, I think there's, we're going to see it work. The, the, the things, yeah, the things nope. the owner's been yeah. doing. The MLB players, the current players, don't have any incentive to help out minor leaguers because they're not paying union dues. They're not in the union until you hit the major leagues. They don't. They're not. Well, they're not related. They're not associated. I don't think the minor league uh, issue is going to be what causes the strike. I think this past off season is the clear yeah. indication that there's going to be. A strike. I, th- I think this the the uh, service time uh, manipulation service time is going to be a big one. The attachment of first-round tenders, uh, which basically led to Keiko and Kimberly oh, yeah. signing until after the draft. Yep. Uh, yep. Right I mean, the draft. It's in that you're you're they they're starting to mess with because baseball is somewhat backwards, right, in terms of value and when you get paid, right? So you are messing with, with a lot of yeah, correct. You're messing with the prior years for a lot of these players, and it, it, there's going to be a strike. I'd be really surprised. But no matter when you make the service time limit. Teams are always going to be like, okay, he's not ready until three days after the limit, no matter when you make it. I mean, so well, I think I think we're going to see an overhaul of the of the system. I think that's what they're going to be shooting for. Um, whether it's, uh, I just don't have an answer. For it. I, go ahead. What? I just don't have a solution for it. I mean, teams are going <laughs> to teams are going to read the rules and manipulate it. Who's doing that? <laughs> Sorry, that's me. <laughs> damn it, Coop. That's the cursing. All this parent. time, and it was you and your what damn beard. No, I just wanted to get the cursing parrot on the podcast. I'm sorry. <laughs> there is no need parrot. to bring his wife into this. <laughs> I was I was sitting Barbie a DM, but I was like, listen to this. <laughs> I'm sorry. I had to bring some some something to the pod that was not serious. We were getting a little too serious there for a minute. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, Go ahead, Ken. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Oh, now I've been distracted. And I've forgotten all about what I was going to say. No. Okay. Uh, well, we were talking. We were talking about free agency and stuff. We'll we'll take it. We'll, we'll take this. We, we we can talk about this all night. We'll we'll, yeah. we'll wait on it and talk about yeah. it on the next uh, yeah. next podcast. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna need to feel funny at Parrot. We're going to need to fill plenty of content over the last three months of losing baseball. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? That damn parrot. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> there, is, there is nothing more pure in this world than who. Who the fuck is laughing like off. Branch? Oh, you are laughing God. like Branch. Cussing parrots get me every time. I'm sorry. Is the cussing parrot my fault? <laughs> All right. I'm sorry. No, the cussing parrot just gets me. There's nothing funny about the cussing parrot. There, you, there's a half an hour video on YouTube of just nothing but cussing parrots. And I listened to it the entire thing the other day, and I was, like, in tears for, like, a half an hour. So, anyway. That should about wrap up this edition of the podcast, I think. Please. Mercifully. <laughs> so, let's go around the room here and get our final thoughts. Let's start with... Woo, woo, give us your final thoughts. My final thoughts, and we didn't really get to talk about this, is uh, do not go and look at the last 30 days of Red's offense. It's, within the National League, it's kind of depressing. Um, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of... Everyone wants to talk about, oh, you know, only X Games back. There's a lot of teams. And uh, between us and a wild card, so don't, don't get your hopes up and just enjoy the Reds not being horrible and Next year will be better. So, 
Thank you. Thank you. That's thank it. You, thank you. Ryan, final thoughts. Yeah. Um, well, last uh, last week, my final thoughts were that the Reds were going to win uh, nine out of the next thirteen Way and completely turn their season around. Way to fuck. Um, well, I You're made it. Worst. I made I made it to six out of uh, out of nine. Nine. So, yeah. Nice. So nice. Yeah. Exactly. So uh, so yeah. Honestly. At, at this point, I've reserved myself to where I, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs, but I don't give a shit because it's Cincinnati Reds baseball, and I love it. And uh, I'm just going to sit back and enjoy the next couple months of, uh, of baseball and not get <laughs> not get my uh, not get my nuts twisted that they lose on a nightly basis. Ken, final uh, thoughts? Well, the Reds not making in the playoffs is a pretty hot takeover there, Ryan. I so, hold out hope, you fucker. I hold out <laughs> hope all this time. Well, they could still win nine of the next thirteen if they win nine of the, if they win the next nine in a row. They've lost four in a row. Nah, nah. So, I am. I am so winning the chance. home run. Does that include winning the home run derby? version of Chad Dotson. I'm just. I'm done. Um, beat the Cubs. Fuck the Cubs. Um, yes, please. They they play. What the next four weeks are all against the NL Central, um, Brewers, Cards, and Cubs. So we'll know quickly um, whether they're going to trade five people or or acquire. Nice, nice. And here's the thing, Polly, give us your final thoughts. Here's the thing, Reds fans, enjoy the small victories while we have them. It's going to be a long second half of the season. I just looked at those offensive numbers. Thanks, Will. I'm depressed now. They are sad. Yep. Sorry. And Burmy, final thoughts. I just want to apologize to the dozens of listeners that I went full Clayton Kershaw uh, in the postseason tonight on all of you. Uh, that was rude of me, and I mm-hmm. promised to bring back a uh, stronger game the next time out. Yeah, don't fucking let me down again. Very off-brand. I don't like it. I <laughs> know. Uh, I don't. Uh, honestly, uh, you know, the beer is starting to kick in now, and I finally feel like I'm hitting my stride. But I also just feel like a giant piece of here. shit. Yeah, just yeah, I want. That's you know a, what, Coop? Good timing there. Some, Coop, time flies when you're a piece of shit. Thank you. Uh, all right, so my my final thoughts are that Red should sell. Don't go trying to dox Marty. We talked about that earlier. Uh, what granny sluts notwithstanding. Uh, so, dot com. Dot com, right? Is it doc, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but speaking of... Ludmanparty.com? Speaking of wet granny sluts, again, I wanted to shout out the the sponsor of the podcast, the Cincy Sports Gallery. Uh, go there for all your wet granny sluts. So for, Make sure you hit up the pants. So, so for Woo and Polly and Burmy and Ken and Ryan, this is Coop saying we will see you later. Cincinnati, Ohio.